Heinzwet. Want. Dean's whittling project was going to be a dog. He didn't know why. He wasn't wild about dogs, but the shape of a dog was coming out. When Bobby taught him to whittle, Sam's first summer in California, Dean spent a month at the salvage yard trying to... whatever. Bobby said the wood would tell him what it wanted to be. It usually did, on the rare occasions that Dean had found time to whittle since then. Now, Sam had been gone for a while. Dean was being cool about it. There were no real threats this far out, and they still had a while to go until anything got too tricky, so long as Sam came back eventually, so someone could remind him to eat. He could go on whatever kind of nature walk he wanted, in the dark, on a mountain, without telling Dean where he was going. Dean took another careful curl of wood off the chunk in his hand. He'd been trying to trust Sam more, since everything happened. It was a work in progress. Every time Sam was out of his line of sight, Dean had a brief but intense flicker of rage and whacked out imaginings. He's calling someone. Who's he with? He's sucking blood again. And it took work to beat back the feeling. He thought about Ruby, and he couldn't keep it together. Sam had made a mistake and he regretted it. Dean knew he did, but he still did it. And it was taking some time for Dean to crest that hill. At least this whole fucked up situation they found themselves in had helped. A new world, a clean past, new demons to speak of. So Sam was going for a late night walk. It was fine. The small fire Dean had gotten going was enough light to see by. Sam, the other one, the tiny one, was sitting on the other side of it, looking at the battered map book he never let out of arm's reach. Dean had been keeping an eye on him as best as he could, unable to keep from falling back into the Protect Sammy protocol that ran overtime in his teens and never quite left him. It was making his heart go crazy to see Sam so young again, but he thought he was doing a pretty good job of keeping a lid on it. That was his kid. Shaggy hair, bony knees and all, pre-growth spurt. Dean had forgotten how smart and weird and snippy he was, and how small. Holy hell. He could fit Sam in his pocket. So what if Dean was susceptible to nostalgia? He used to pack the kids' lunches. Crunching footsteps sounded from the edge of camp. He looked up, expecting Sam, and found his younger self instead. It hadn't gotten any less jarring to see his own face all the time. The kid was coming towards him, and God, it was weird. He didn't remember looking like that. His stint in hell erased more childhood memories than he'd like to admit. But he would have known if he looked like that, with those big fucking eyes. But, then again, John never let him wander alone around truck stops as a kid, so maybe it checked out. On closer inspection, the kid looked sweaty and panicked, and he came right up to where Dean was sitting. He had his fists clenched aimlessly in the front of his own shirt. We gotta talk. Now. Dean could count on one hand the number of one-on-one -on -one conversations he'd had with his younger self since they got here. They had a mutual understanding about how both of them were more interested in Sam than they were in each other. What? Why? 
little Sam looked up at his brother. You okay? Fine, Sammy. I've got to talk to me. Him. Dean put his knife down. Okay, so. Talk. The kid shook his head hard. He still had his hands clenched in his shirt. Not here. Come on. Dean squinted at him, annoyed, until he flicked his eyes towards Sammy and raised his eyebrows, mouth pressed thin. Oh. The second Dean got to his feet, the kid was charging off the opposite way he'd come, away from the creek. It was pitch black now, and Dean set the beam of his flashlight in front of them, his younger self's skinny legs silhouetted in the light as he crashed through shrubs. As soon as they were away from the sight, the kid was babbling. I fucked up. I really, really fucked up. It's bad. It's... Dean caught up with him and grabbed his arm. They had gone far enough to not be heard. Whoa, whoa, slow down. What did you do? The kid yanked his arm back. He closed his hand around his amulet, a nervous habit Dean recognized but had long since grown out of. Don't kill me. He sounded scared. Dread crept up Dean's spine like a chill. It suddenly seemed relevant that the older Sam hadn't come back to camp yet. Don't make a killable offense if you don't want to get killed. What did you do? The pause was the worst. Dean lived another lifetime in that pause. A worse lifetime. Young Dean said, I kissed him. Instantly, Dean's blood pounded behind his eyes in a rush of fear and adrenaline so strong he could taste it. He wanted so badly to have misheard him. Considering the context he already had, he knew he didn't. He asked, Mine? The kid's face said it before his mouth. Yours. Dean could hardly stand. His stomach knotted up into something hard and cold, and it was a good thing the kid was bracing for a hit with his face all scrunched up, because Dean wanted to hit him so bad. Tell me you're messing with me. He obviously wasn't. He winced with his whole body. I told you it was bad. A stunned silence hung between them. Dean's mouth was open in horrified shock as he stared at this fucking child who had the gall to ruin his life like it was his to ruin. For a split second, before the reality of it hit, he wanted to ask, was he into it? But that wasn't the face of a guy who just got his tongue sucked. Dean grabbed the kid's face with his hand hard. It was better than going for his throat. You stupid son of a bitch. What's wrong with you? Bony, teenaged hands came up and tried to claw Dean's hand off him. Ow, fuck, back off. His face was squished by Dean's fingers, mottled red in anger and mortification. He snarled. You can't get mad at me. I'm going fucking insane. It's not my fault. I had to... What, give it a shot? You think he'd go for it? No, yes, I don't know. I didn't mean to. Dean threw him back, and he stumbled and caught himself on a nearby broken stump of a tree. Dean paced and ran his hands through his hair, panicked, all damage control. Holy fuck, I don't believe this. What did you do? Tell me exactly what you did. We, 
we were by the creek, talking, and I just kissed him. Tell me that was it. You didn't say anything. The kid was quiet for too long. Dean turned around slowly, horrified. Oh, God. What did you tell him? His younger self slid down the tree stump to sit on the ground. I don't remember. I panicked. Something about him being... Another pause, and Dean's heart rate went up and up and up. Older. Dean groaned and sat on a small rock across from him, hanging his head. Fucking great. Thank you. So he... Probably knows. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Dean ran a hand over his mouth. He had a thousand questions, bubbling panic and nerves. What did he do? He said, what are you doing, or something, and like, shoved me, ran off. He didn't shout. He just shoved me. Dean's mind was going a mile a minute. He could talk around it if he really tried. There had to be something he could say to Sam to get out of it. He just couldn't think of what it was yet. He couldn't even wrap his head around it. I was careful. He seethed, more to himself. I've been so fucking careful. The kid sounded miserable. Sorry. Not a single misstep. Not for years. And now it was all over, through no real fault of his own. It was also, literally, entirely his own fault. He said, You stupid little shit. You seriously thought he'd be into it? No. Oh, fuck, I don't know. It wasn't a kiss-kiss. I didn't mean to. He was saying all this shit, and it just happened. The younger Dean put his face in his hands and stayed there. He's so big. Shut up, Dean spat. I have to deal with how big he is every goddamn day. You don't see me kissing him. You couldn't keep it in your pants for a week? I tried. You don't think I tried? You didn't make it two days. Dean put his face in his hands, too. Jesus. You know he fucking asked me about it. Before you knew it was us. He asked if I had an experimental phase, because you couldn't stop eye-fucking him. Dean groaned into his hands. Oh, my God. Yeah, so thanks for that. Now he knows I like Dick. And he knows. Dean shook his head. Jesus Christ, I can't believe this. Neither of them said anything for a full minute. Dean put his elbows on his knees, slid his hands up into his hair, and stared down at his boots, waiting. Mostly because Sam would probably be back at the camp by now, and he wasn't even close to ready to navigate that conversation. He couldn't even think about it. It was white hot, painful, glowing. Sam knew. It didn't feel real. The kid cleared his throat. So, uh, you still... Dean snorted. Take a wild guess. Shit. Yeah, shit. Wanting Sam wasn't the kind of wound that healed. He remembered thinking, back then, that it was a phase he might get over someday. 
He'd read about puberty and brain hormones, isolation, grief, depression, and abuse, and he could put it down to a thousand different things, but none of them fit. Wanting Sam didn't get any better, and it didn't go away. It throbbed and festered the same way it always had, and he got better at living with it. Young Dean asked, Do you still, like, think about it much? Or is it... Dean closed his eyes. Sam's miles of bare skin turning golden in the sun, shiny with sweat, the way the straps of his backpack pushed his pecs together. Every exasperated smile and stupid little laugh, the way he tucked his hair behind his ears, like dangling a tomahawk steak in front of a starving man. Not all the time. But when it hits you, he whistled, like a fucking knife in the gut. He felt like his head was full of flash cotton, burning it up, leaving it empty. Sam knew. It didn't make any sense. Dean didn't tell him. It wasn't fair that he knew. He'd been so fucking careful. The kid wrung his hands. Does it get any better? Dean thought about every time in the past few months he'd woken up with Sam's arm over his waist and Sam's face pressed to the back of his neck, and how he'd lay there and pretend to be asleep for as long as he thought he could get away with, feeling better than he felt the other 23 hours of any given day. In those remaining hours, he hated himself so much for indulging in that one hour where Sam held him that he could hardly look at him. It gets way, way worse. When they got back to the camp, the younger Sam was alone at the fire. It had gotten properly dark and he'd put his map book away and was instead drawing idly with a stick in the dirt between his legs. He looked up when the deans came into the clearing. What was that? He asked, skeptical. The younger dean waved a hand and sat next to him. Don't worry about it, dean stuff. Sammy snorted. The older dean looked around the clearing. Is Sam back? Sammy pointed at their orange tent. He went to sleep. He was keeping his voice down. He looked at his brother. Did you have a fight? He was weird. Dean stared at the tent, silent and dark inside, no flashlight. Weird how? Sammy just shrugged. Dean gave his younger self a look and got a wince in return a subtle shrug of a shoulder. Dean sucked his teeth and sat down across from the boys at the fire, in a position where he could watch the tent if Sam came out. He didn't. Dean woke up the next morning, and Sam was still asleep, firmly on his half of the tent, curled on his side with his back to Dean. Dean propped himself up on an elbow. They shared a thin sheet, and it strung between his legs and the wall of Sam's bare side next to him. He dragged his eyes over the muscles in Sam's back, the scars, the way the bronze tan of the tops of his shoulders faded to paler lower down with the angle of the sun. He shoved me back, ran off. Dean sighed. Two decades of idle wondering about what if, and that answered that. It made his throat close up if he thought about it for more than a second or two, 
so he tried not to. He crawled out of their tent as quietly as he could and zipped it shut behind him, kicked at the dead coals of the night's fire, and looked around. They were high enough up on the mountainside now that they looked out onto the valley below through the trees, just miles and miles of trees, and the blip of redding way off in the distance. The hazy blue-pink sky of dawn. He wasn't in much of a position to appreciate it, but it was nice. He went to the edge of their camp towards the creek and took a leak. He moved his jaw back and forth. The justifications and loophole finding came easily. Sam pushed him off because he's just a kid. It doesn't mean he wouldn't, with you. He was just freaked out. He didn't lose his shit. Another guy would have lost his shit. He knew it wasn't true, but he couldn't help it. The frustrating thing was, wanting to fuck Sam was hardly the worst part of how Dean felt about him. The Sam section of his brain was so tangled and complicated, so pulsing and loud and all-consuming, that being attracted to him felt almost black and white by comparison. At 17, it was a festering wound. It made him want to put a bullet in his brain every time he thought of it, or to run and run until he got to a place where Sam would never find him. But at 30, after selling his soul for him, after watching him do the unthinkable and figuring out how to forgive him for it, the significance of the sexual part had shrunk. Like, of course I would want Sam to fuck me. I'd also give him a bath and let him spit in my mouth if he wanted me to. He learned to live with it, and himself, as best as he could. Still, he wasn't delusional. He knew Sam wasn't in the same place, but there was a difference between knowing something and having it proven. He'd lived for a long time in that shadow of doubt. Sam would pass him a cup of coffee and their fingers would brush and it would give Dean another day. He made it work. He was good at finding the loopholes. He finished pissing and tucked his dick away. There was a voice somewhere ahead of him. Somehow I knew you'd missed the point. I should have spelled it out in crayons. Not as Sam or himself. He whipped around. Zachariah was standing in the trees a few yards away, smiling at him. His starched white shirt was the brightest, cleanest thing Dean had seen in days. Dean looked back towards their camp and opened his mouth to call for Sam. In a blink, Zachariah was in front of him again. I wouldn't call your brother if I were you. I don't think you want him to hear what I'm about to say. Dean froze, heart beating in his throat. No angel blade, no defense to speak of. It made his blood boil to be held captive. Zachariah started walking through the forest and flicked his fingers for Dean to follow, putting his back to him like he was nothing. Dean's hands itched to throttle him. I knew it was you. Dean bit out. You dicks sent us back here to prove some point. What do you want? Oh, now you care? You're not too busy playing house with the incestuous little family you've put together here? Dean's brain screeched to a halt. The worst thing he'd ever thought, his biggest secret, his Sam thing, and he'd never heard anyone say it before. He'd never even heard the word incest out loud, and now this asshole 
threw it at him like it was nothing. Fuck off, he barked, impotent and too late. But he couldn't not. Zachariah just tutted at him. Don't say it if you don't want people to know. That talk you had with the teen heartthrob last night? Downright touching. There's nothing quite like telling a boy on the cusp of manhood that his inappropriate feelings for his kid brother are going to ruin the next decade of his life. It was like a Hallmark movie. It was so worthless to be embarrassed in front of this jackass. It was a worthless way to feel. But he couldn't help it. It was humiliating to have the worst thing about him put on display. If Zachariah knew, there was no reason all the angels wouldn't. And if they knew, they could tell anyone. Everyone. Sam. Dean was dizzy with regret. Tell me why we're here, you feathery fuck. He said through his teeth. And if you say another word about me and Sam, I'm gonna... Oh, please. You'll what? Whittle me to death? Besides, Zechariah hopped up on a rock and balanced on it. This is about Sam. Pure terror. Things about Sam were rarely good. How? Zechariah spread out his hands. Come on, don't tell me you haven't put it together. What happened last time you were here? Dean carried Sam back down the mountain. Twelve people died. Sam got heat stroke. Dean said slowly, I took him back to town. Yes, but... He couldn't figure out what he was getting at. Zachariah got there first. But you might have kept going and saved uh, all those people if you weren't worried you were going to rape your little brother when that demigod juju hit you. The anger and shame was white hot and loud like the crack of a whip. Dean didn't expect him to know. I wouldn't. Maybe not, but you didn't know that. Zechariah got down off the rock and went back to slowly moving through the trees. Sorry, is rape too strong a word for your delicate sensibilities? Would you rather I say, give him the bad touch? Touch him in his bathing suit area? I mean, wow, he was only... Dean lunged at him, stupid and senseless, only wanting to break and snap and tear and destroy, anything that wasn't just sitting there and letting him say that shit. He felt a tree crack against his back before he registered being flung against it in a wash of pain. Zachariah said, God, you're like a dog. Heal, boy. Dean slid to the ground, aching and seething. He had been worried. He'd been 17 and repressed and alone in the woods with Sam, and then suddenly horny for no reason he could understand. He broke. Sam was delirious with the heat, and all Dean could think about was the smell of his sweat and the way his hair felt in his hands, and he was terrified that he was losing control of the thing he'd been so good at keeping dormant. So he bolted. If he'd known it wasn't his fault, it might have been different. When they got back down the mountain and he learned it was part of the hunt, he'd never been so relieved. Anything was better than not being able to stop being horny for his sick, hurt brother. He'd never told Sam. Zachariah smiled at him, but it was more like an animal baring its teeth. 
we've been sitting on this one for a while. Your big dirty secret, I mean. You should be thanking me for not telling Sam the second we met, but the look on your face now? He kissed his fingers with a loud mwah. Truly priceless, worth the wait. So why fuck with me now? Dean spat. You're blackmailing me? Zachariah shook his head and chuckled. You've got to think bigger here, Dino. The big picture. There's the problem right there. You two have never thought about anything but each other. He spoke slowly, like a placating schoolteacher. I thought giving you another shot at your first colossal fuck-up might change your mind about this whole thing. A ghost of Christmas past, if you will. Even you're not stupid enough to make the same mistake twice. There's no decision to make. Dean struggled to his feet. We know what this thing is. There's not going to be any choosing. Zechariah raised his eyebrows and smiled his wide, awful grin. You sure about that? Dean blinked, and he was gone. Sam was up when Dean made it back to camp, and the first thing Dean thought when he saw him through the trees was, oh, you've gotta be kidding me. Sam had rinsed off in the creek and soaked his shirt. He was now standing in the golden morning sun wearing it, soaking wet and looking like some fucking Adonis. It was the white V-neck he had on him when they set out, and his tanned skin showed through where it clung to him at the tops of his pecs and across his shoulders. His pink-brown nipples like a spring break wet t-shirt contest. Dean's beautiful, troubled, pain-in-the-ass little brother. He looked better wet and dirty than most people looked in their Sunday best. Dean took a deep breath, broke up every thought he had about Sam into neat, bite-sized pieces, and shoved them down into the darkest, hardest-to-reach areas of his soul, the same way he'd done since he was 17. Sam looked over when he heard him. That first second of recognition was teeth-gnashing agony, and Dean kept his face perfectly blank, or tried to. It felt like the bones in his clenched hands were going to splinter through the skin. Sam knows. He felt sick. He had one saving grace. Sam didn't know that he knew about the kiss. If Sam cared about him at all, he'd keep his mouth shut. And anyway, Dean had news. Zechariah was here. Sam's eyebrows went way up. He opened his mouth to say something when his younger self came out of the forest, holding a dead rabbit by its feet. He was holding it away from his body like he didn't want to be near it, but, to his credit, it looked like he'd snapped its neck. Got one. Dean skinned and prepared the rabbit while the others packed up the tents, and they cooked it over a fire and ate before leaving for the day. The meat was tough and unseasoned, but it would help them ration the other food they brought with them. The younger Dean chewed in sullen silence, staring down at his sneakers. The older Sam was quiet in a less obvious way. Nobody said much. They set off again, baking in the sun. Sam's shirt dried, and Dean got some mental real estate back. Dean wished it was another day where the younger Sam babbled, asking about the future and the internet, 
but the boys walked ahead and talked quietly to each other instead. Sam, bugging his older brother about his mood, he could only imagine. Sam always tried to pull him out of it when he got quiet. Dean stared at the back of his younger self's head. He'd been such a sorry case back then. He didn't deal with anything, head down, stubborn and sad. He started getting looks from young guys at school and old guys on hunts, and it freaked him out, made him worry he had a tell. Sam started to grow up and he didn't deal with it well, to say the absolute fucking least. He was a bundle of nerves, glossed over by fake machismo, mimicked from TV and John, and he wore it poorly. In this kid's defense, Dean thought, he could see how getting a version of Sam with one big taboo barrier removed would have driven him nuts. Surprise, now he's older than you, so it's at least kind of okay. He also has biceps as thick as your neck. He imagined what that kiss must have been like. Were they standing or sitting? Did he have to pull Sam down to meet him? He said it wasn't a real kiss, but how not real? Did their lips move? Did Sam kiss him back, even for a fraction of a second? Just on pure reflex? It wasn't gross to think about it if he was the one who did it. Seventeen, sure, gross, but it was him. A version of Dean kissed a version of Sam, and if Dean didn't get to actually experience it, he was at least allowed to think about it. The morning burned on. The monotony and the heat of the hike were bad after a couple days of the same, but the Sam thing was worse. It was like a ripped-off scab, and what had been a dull ache yesterday was now bleeding all over the place. He couldn't stop thinking about Sam and about what he'd say if Sam asked. All Sam knew was that some past version of Dean had kissed him. That kid had been thrown off by time travel and removed from Dean's current self by over a decade, but it was still Dean. And Dean knew Sam. He'd be thinking about all of this, hard. He'd be looking at it from every angle. One of those angles had to be that Dean had always been, and was still, in love with him. Sam knew Dean, too and it scared the shit out of him. Sam said, A choice. Dean almost jumped. It's not, his mind supplied without context. If it was a choice, I'd stop. He caught up a second later. What? You told me Zachariah said there'd be a choice. You think it's like last time? Something's gonna happen that makes it me or that town? Dean looked over at Sam. He always looked good outdoors. The glitzy late morning sun turned his hair golden and caught on his bright stubble, freshly though poorly shaven the night before. Dean rubbed reflexively at his own scruffy jaw. I'm not seeing how. We know better now. We're not turning back because of heat stroke. We're on top of the whole water and food thing and the other parts. The heat... Both the sun and the hair-trigger temper Dean could feel tugging at him, making him want to snap and bark, wasn't great. Drought was manageable. Desire and intoxication would be bad. They hadn't talked about it much, not to each other or the kids. We won't go back, Sam said firmly. He scratched at his cheek. Dean watched the movement. 
His squarish nails were dirty underneath. Whatever they think we're walking into, we know, right? There's no drop to get. It still felt naive that they didn't prepare more, but all things considered, they'd kind of just gotten dropped into this. They didn't have time to do more than scrape together their childhood memories and head out. Dean couldn't see why the angels would want them to swoop in and save the day, no lesson he could place. He tried to piece it together. Destiny, roles, apocalypse, family. A doomed commune in the middle of nowhere and two ragged kids split into four. It didn't add up. Maybe. He said slowly. He craned his neck and looked up. The sky was hazy with the heat, white-blue. The leaves of the trees were cracked and dry. You think Cass will find us? Sam hummed. A 2009 Cass who knows us, or a 1996 Cass who doesn't? Shit, he'd better know us. He was a dick when he didn't. No kidding. They hiked. The day wore on and Dean itched. He wanted hunts to be quick and dirty, because even if they were brutal and didn't go as planned, it was action. It was something. It wasn't a Saturday morning hike in Northern California. This was steep and grueling, but it wasn't a fight, and he was going crazy with inaction. They were still days out from the town or commune or whatever it was, and he hadn't unsheathed his shitty new combat knife for anything other than cleaning a rabbit carcass. He kept snapping at Sam, and he didn't mean to. To add insult to injury, only the youngest Sam had his shirt off. Dean, Dean, and the other Sam had all put theirs back on. It was sticky, hot, and humiliating. The alarm on Dean's watch started beeping, and even that was an exciting event. He whistled to the boys. Yo, water break. They huddled under two spindly trees for shade and drank the warm, musty creek water from their bottles while nobody said much. It was worse than all the days before it, and Dean felt worse for 13-year-old Sam, who was the only one who didn't know what was going on with the rest of them. Dean saw it in the way he kept looking between them all, skeptical and noticing the change in the air. His brother wouldn't have told him anything, and the older Sam was a freak, but he wasn't a psychopath. Not all the time. Another kid might have asked about it point blank. Why are you being so weird? But Sam had been in enough fights with John and had seen Dean's obstinate refusal to fight with John to know better than to stoke that fire. He watched. Teen Dean hadn't said a word to either of the older two all day, and it was excruciatingly obvious. Dean watched his younger self, a few paces away with his back to them, from over the top of his water bottle. Dean tried to keep it at bay, but it kept bubbling up anyway. Anger. Betrayal and the crippling horror that Sam probably knew now. Just like all his worst nightmares, because Dean was too stupid and horny when he was 17 to keep his shit together. He had no one to blame but himself. Literally. He didn't feel thirsty, so he didn't know when to stop drinking. He stopped when Sam stopped, which he knew because he'd started watching him instead, because a trickle of water escaped the corner of his mouth and dripped off his chin. Dean bit the inside of his cheek and looked away. 
They wouldn't be in the desire zone of the demigod's influence yet. Not based off Little Sam's map and Big Sam's hazy knowledge about demigods. And Dean was grateful for every second he had left before they were. He had it bad enough on his own, with Sam all sweaty and glowing. Worse, he hadn't jerked off in days. They packed up and soldiered on again. The kids went up ahead. Dean let his mind go blank, zoned out. No Sam, no gods or angels, no otherworldly heat beating down on him, just one foot in front of the other. He made it about 40 minutes that way before fucking up. It was a simple thing in the end. Step by step. Sam tripped over a tree root. Dean laughed, and once Sam righted himself, he said, First time? And reached out to slap him on the back. To avoid another route, Sam moved to his right. Instead of smacking his back, already in motion, Dean accidentally cupped the back of Sam's upper arm instead. Sam flinched. In 26 years, Dean had rocked him to sleep, kissed his forehead, patched his wounds, showered with him, punched him, slapped him and hauled him around. And now he was so fucking deplorable that Sam would flinch away from his hand on his arm. Dean stopped walking. Sam stopped and reared back. His face was something awful, awkward and apologetic. Nothing Dean ever wanted to see aimed at him. Does it get any better? The kid had asked. The fucking idiot. Dean could strangle him. He charged ahead towards the two boys, dropping his pack in the dirt as he went. You. He barked at his younger self. Drop your shit. Come here. He grabbed the kid by the backpack and hurled him down the path the way they came. Hey, I need a word. Walk. He lifted his pack off him and dropped it next to his own. He ushered him past Sam, who stepped out of the way. What's going on? You two go on. We'll catch up. Dean steered the other Dean back through the trees, ignoring his sputtered protests, and stopped once they were far enough from the Sams and down a ridge for some semblance of privacy, well out of earshot. The kid rounded on him. Would you cool it? What's your... Dean pulled him in by his arm until they were close enough that he could hiss at him. Shut your mouth. You ruined everything. You have no idea what you did. The kid tried to push him back and couldn't, but now he looked just as mortified as Dean felt. I know. Jesus, I said I was sorry. Fuck your sorry. He's hardly said two words to me. It's... Dean searched his face, and he dredged up the experience of being a teenager from the very bottom of his soul, of being this teenager, and he tried to find some scrap of sympathy, but there was only rage and regret. You want to blow your brains out over it, but there's still a part of you that seriously thinks, if you just told him. His face was burning. He could never say it if he weren't talking to himself that he'd be just as fucked up as you. He might as well have slapped the kid. He stopped fighting to get away and just sagged there, shocked into misery. I don't... You do. 
It's only this tiny speck, but you do. And now we know he doesn't want it. We don't for sure know. Maybe. We know. I had my sad little fucked up fantasy, and I was okay. I had it. But now I gotta... The kid's eyes got wide, and he started fighting again. He dug his fingers under Dean's to try and make him let go. Dude, shut up. You shut up. Dean shouted, louder. You talked, and now we... Let him go. Sam's voice behind him, his Sam, like ice water down his spine. Dean and his younger self just looked at each other, horrified and still. Quieter than anything, the younger one whispered, he only heard the end. Dean let him go and turned around. Sam was a few yards away with the nail of his thumb between his teeth. His other arm folded awkward across his chest frowning so that a little line appeared between his eyebrows. His eyes flicked from Dean to Dean and landed on the younger one. Catch up with your brother. We'll be a sec. The kid took off, no surprise. He was up over the ridge before Dean started breathing again, just a black smudge at the edge of his tunnel vision. There was no word for Sam's face. Not mad, not upset. Just endlessly, horribly tense and something else. Nothing Dean had ever seen before, but he was pretty sure they'd never had a conversation like the one they were about to have. We need to talk. Sam said finally, flat, betraying too little. Dean set his teeth on edge. He still had some runway. He had all morning to plan his escape, and maybe he'd come up with something. He'd fight tooth and nail to get this under control. It was never too late. Sam would want to believe anything but the truth. It's not what you think, Dean said. Sam was still biting his nail. Okay. Then what is it? He told me what he did. I... Dean rubbed his face and breathed out hard. He couldn't say it. He turned around and scrubbed both hands over his face hard, dirt and sweat under his nails. He tried to keep his breathing steady, get it back under control. Dead leaves crackled under Sam's boots as he came closer. You. Dean had to get ahead of it. He had to talk first before Sam started dissecting him piece by piece. He spun back around. It wasn't anything. He said quickly, falling all over it. He made himself look at Sam like he believed what he was saying. It wasn't. I don't even remember, man. It wasn't a big thing. You've got to believe me. Sam just stared at him, dubious. It wasn't. No, it was nothing. It didn't even register. I totally forgot till... Back then, for him, now. I just broke up with that chick, Heather. You remember her? I was fucked up about it for a while, and it made everything... bad. There might have been a Heather, but more importantly, Sam wouldn't know if there wasn't. Sam stopped biting his nail. It was harder to have to see his whole face when he took his hand down, the uncomfortable, skeptical downward twist of his mouth. Do you want to say what it is anytime soon, or are we just gonna... He trailed off, proving the point. 
He still had his arm folded across his chest, and Dean knew the posture well. Every awkward conversation with a Vic, every bar he didn't want to be at. Don't. We both know what he did. You, Sam corrected. You made a pass at me. That little fucker isn't me. That's not fair. He was you, though. He becomes you. You... It was Sam's turn to rub his eyes, awkward and stalling. They were both so bad at this. Are we even talking about the same thing? He knew it was me. He said, you're older. Do you... Sam. Have, like, feelings? For me? Dean's face was burning. Suddenly, it was him who was 17, awkward and humiliated, and it was just as bad as he remembered. He wanted to throw up. No, 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 not, not like that, not. He kissed me. I mean, not now, not anymore. That shut Sam up. His eyebrows were way up, with a hand hooked around his nape. Dean forced himself to go on. I was just fucked up for a while. It wasn't for long. I don't even remember it, not after everything. It was a a stupid, gross little kid thing. I was having a rough time, and now we're right in the middle of it, and I guess he's not handling it well or whatever. He opened his mouth, shut it, then made himself go for it. It wasn't about you. It was just, you know. Guys, you were just around. It was the best he could do, a half-secret given up to protect the whole. He rubbed a hand across his brow again, thumb digging hard into his sweat-slick temple for some momentary relief from the headache that pounded behind his eyes. Sam said, Seriously? He sounded hopeful. Dean didn't want to think about what that meant. I swear. To him, the sky's falling. To me, it was just a bad couple of weeks. Sam just stared at him. Dean looked away, like Sam would see right through him if he looked too long. Finally, Sam said. How's that even possible? I don't know. I'm not proud of it, Sam. Dean rubbed a hand over his eyes again. Fuck, I'm sorry, okay? Is that what you want to hear? Now can we never talk about this again? Sam didn't answer right away. The leaves crackled again as he shuffled his feet. So I'm just supposed to not think about it? Pretty much, yeah. I don't. This is huge, Dean. Are you even listening to me? It's not. I can promise you, it's not. It was whatever, and I just didn't deal with it right. Things were always screwed up back when we were kids. You know that. It was just a, a temporary thing. It's not. This is so far past screwed up, I don't even know where to... Dean had to shut him up. He was barely holding it together as it was, and if he heard Sam say it, if he actually said it, he didn't know what he'd do. He crowded in close, grabbed him. Bad idea. Sweat, breath, Skin heat and Sam's sweaty shirt in his fist, 
violence thrumming in his veins, and bared his teeth, speaking slow. It had nothing to do with how I feel, felt, about that kid, with what we are. Brothers. Are you talking about him or me? Both of you. You're both you. Jesus, I told you. It's not... If you're trying to make this into some kind of... He couldn't say it. Sam was tense and visibly holding back, but he didn't put his hand over Dean's where he pulled at the front of his shirt. And Dean tried not to think about how Sam didn't want to touch him. How Sam would rather get pushed around than put one hand on his skin. Now, after this. Sam opened his mouth, then shut it with a click. Let go. Anger was easy and familiar, and Dean tumbled into it. He pulled harder on Sam's shirt. No, come on. You got something to say to me? I... Say it, if you're so fucking... I was 13, man. Dean didn't decide to punch him in the face, so much as he realized he was already doing it when he felt Sam's nose cartilage under his knuckles. He wasn't thinking about anything other than the way Sam said it. Incredulous disdain and disgust, so thick he could taste it. Sam's head snapped back. He stumbled, and Dean shoved him down so he fell heavy into the dirt. Sam swore and clutched his face. Dean stood heaving over him, heart pounding. Oh, shit. He hadn't meant to. He panicked, and the heat made everything worse. He'd spent his whole life choking down this horrible, rotten thing, and he couldn't start hearing it from Sam, too. Blackish-red blood sludged from Sam's nose, and he was pissed, but he wasn't getting up. He just stared up at Dean like he was waiting for his next move. Sweat dripped into Dean's eye. Sorry would have gone miles. Sorry opened up a whole can of worms. Dean didn't know how to handle, because sorry for which part? Sorry meant standing with Sam in the burning sun while they fumbled their way through more excruciating admissions while blame got so heavy on Dean's shoulders that he couldn't stand, and he couldn't do it. He'd get too close to the truth. Dean swore under his breath, shook out his sore hand, and climbed back up to where they left their packs.